This podcast represents the opinions of Whiskey Wheels Wounds and guests to the show. The content here is for informational use only and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult your healthcare professional for medical questions. Views and opinions expressed are our own or guests and do not represent any organization we are a member of. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statement or opinion made. This podcast contains explicit language and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Whiskey Wheels and Wounds. I'm Sean Neighbor, nine-year United States Air Force vet. And I am Steve Vickers, 22-year U.S. Army veteran. I'm good. I'm good. Let's ride. Okay, boys, time for the show. So, uh, let's, uh, let's have a, uh, frank and honest discussion about something. I know it's been bothering you for a hot minute. Um, and that is why our society has decided that we don't try to better our community through volunteering unless we get something in return. Yeah. And, um, that's a broad generalization. I know there are lots of people that give, 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 give until there's nothing left to give. But like most things, the bad apples are the ones that get the most attention. You know, when I first joined the army, <clears throat> my squad leader used to say, you used to have eight Joes in a, in a squad, right? And it used to be, you know, six squared away dudes in two fucking dirt bags. And usually, and he called it and coined it, right? And I'm sure it didn't derive from him, but I used it for 22 fucking years, pure counseling, right? Yeah. And I used to tell my guys, listen. I'm going to fuck everybody up. So, you know who it is. You know who's slacking. You know, you know, no no code reds, no blanket parties, no, none of that shit. Yeah. Fucking, but- hey, Bill. You know what I mean? Because you motherfuckers are drinking Friday, Saturday night. You motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like hey, bro, like... You're having all the fun, and we're the ones paying the price. Yep. Because you obviously don't give a shit. And and paying the price by, hey, we're working whatever whatever the, the time is after normal duty days because this task should take eight privates, you know, eight hours, whatever. Well, now, now there's only six privates. Doing their doing what is supposed to take eight privates, so it it's going to take longer, right? I mean, that's that's the matrix of yeah. it's still it's still the the job still needs to be done, whether it's eight swinging dicks or six swinging dicks. Somebody's got to do it, right? And you know, and that's that's what I reinforced, like 
the fucking bottom line is going to get completed. The mission is always going to get completed, no matter if it's one guy or a hundred guys. You want a hundred guys? Yes. But um, the mission is going to get completed. So um, through through peer counseling. And, you know, I've been in several volunteer organizations in the in the last several years that has a problem they don't have a problem with volunteerism a lot of a lot of numbers a lot of people volunteering to do be part of x or y or z they have a problem with the volunteering of the numbers who volunteer. Yeah. It's it, it. People don't have a problem to say, Hey, yeah, I'm a volunteer with, uh, you know, bicycle riders of America. But when it comes time for bicycle riders of America to do something, um, yeah, I got this. Oh no, I got that. Hey, I got a funeral. Hey, I got to do this. Hey, I got to do that. Or, I just don't say shit. I won't show up. Maybe they won't realize I'm not there. Right. Um, since I've been commander of our organization, combat veterans, motorcycle association, 12 six Cambridge, Ohio. Huh? Uh, that <laughs> statement was trademarked. Um, <laughs> circle R <laughs> jinx. Hey, uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, since I've been commander, I've, I've had to ask, Right, so we 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 are governed by our bylaws, correct? And uh, but inside of that, I cannot uh, take away from our bylaws, right? It's the old adage: I can add to, but can't take away. Correct. So the rules are the rules. I can add to the rules. Um, the board can add to the rules. Yeah, not you individually. Right. As the, as a as a group, we do make decisions. Right. Out, outside of the parameters of the bylaws. Correct. Right. We cannot we cannot uh detract, right, or subtract from the bylaws. The bylaws are the bylaws. And um, the organization is structured in a way to where one person, i.e. the you know, head guy in charge or right. whatever can't unilaterally make decisions. That is the, that is the um, uh, concept and the in theory of how our organization is supposed to run. Right. So um, yeah. So in that vein, right. um, I have an ask, right. As the commander every year, I have an ask, Um, you know, I ask you to volunteer 12 hours of your day at a sanctioned event, which coincides with our bylaws, right? Our bylaws says in a calendar year from July 1 to, you know, June 31st of, you know, the following year, that's our calendar year, right? That's our business fiscal year, year. fiscal year. That's our business year. So, um, you have to attend one right event. Now, the 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 word event is kind of skewed, right? As long as there is a um 
a majority of the um, body of the board, right? Three of five, right? It's considered an event, right? We have events at our house, events wherever. Um, we do fundraising um, in Coshocton, you know, Quaker City, where, where, wherever we're doing it. As long as three of us are there, right? Yeah, there, there, there's a, um, a, a very uh, significant difference between a chapter event and a sanctioned event. Yeah. yeah. You're talking chapter events. Right, which, which the bylaws does not specifically say sanction event, right? Um, it says event, mm-hmm. right? An event is, um, it has to be a CVMA event, Right. In order for it to be a CVMA event, it has to be put on or um, it has to be known, published, right? Uh, there's standards to how how far out publish our meetings, our events, you know, um, one week, two weeks, things of that nature, right? So um, it can't be a random Friday night and just so happen <laughs> we're all – you know, getting fucked up at the same spot and be like, Hey, this is an event. You know what I mean? So no, it there's, there's guidelines, right? It could be, you know, our friends giving our, uh, Halloween party, our Christmas party, our, um, our, you know, hanging out, uh, going to, um, um, uh, what's, what's the, uh, goodwill going to goodwill. Oh, when we did fucking, um, yeah, dress, dress dress your dress your partner. <laughs> right, dress your partner. Right, that's that's an event. Right, um, all of that qualifies. Right, my ask to you is, um, as members of our organization, that you have to show up to one event a year is requirement. Right, so make. My ask is donate 12 hours of your time the whole year to one day. Third Saturday in the month of August is our sanctioned event. That's my ask. Yeah, my first my first meeting was I think September of 21. It was at the Zanesville Moose and that was where you where I heard you say for the first time sell 10 tickets. Yeah. Get a donation of a hundred dollars or something in kind and 12 hours on the third Saturday in August. That's it. That's, that was the first time I heard that ask that, that, and I've, and I've said it since, uh, February of 2020. That's the ask volunteer 12 hours of your time, right? Um, sell 10 tickets because we are a 501 C three. So, we donate money to veterans charities. How do we accure our money to donate if we don't, A, get out in the public and tell them what we do and also tell them what our charities do? So we sell tickets, right? Right. We sell tickets and, you know, the first four years of our existence, 2016 to 2020, 
um, we sold tickets and we gave away money at our event. Um, in 2020, we didn't have an event. Fucking COVID. Fucking COVID, right? So we didn't have an event. But the great people of Cumberland came through, and we were able to donate uh, $5,000, $5,500 um, to Honor Flight that year. We were also able to petition our um, national body for an additional $5,000 that year. So, you know, we were able to, we were able to donate 10 grand that year. Um, so, I even mean, though, even though we were effectively shut down, even though we, we didn't do, we didn't do any ticket sales, no um, events, no event. Well, just the Cumberland in, in 2020, um, because, you know, we didn't have, um, it was in a, a gentleman's backyard, so we didn't have the restrictions of, you know, mass mandates, social distancing, and, and things of that nature. So we were able to get together. And it was essentially a backyard party at Brian's house. That, that's right. It, it, <laughs> and it continues to be. So that was the ask. And each each year, you have, you have those um, that um, choose to. And those who choose not to, right? So it's 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 one of those. It goes back to um, what makes what makes a person do right, and what makes a person do wrong, right? Like if you're going to reward people for doing right, right? And everybody wants that. Everybody, there ain't a person out there that don't like a pat on the back. Yep. Right, even though you know, and and you know they might nah fuck off. You know what I mean? And and in a private moment, everybody likes to be told, "Hey, what you're doing is pretty good." Yeah. Right? Everybody needs to be validated. Like like we we talked about earlier uh, in our travels, we've ran into people that that mentioned to us how this podcast affects them. Right. And uh, yet, we've yet to have to punch somebody in the face for being, hey, fuck you guys. And so, um, we appreciate that, right? As humble as we take those um, uh, kudos, right? As humble as we take those, like, we we like it. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it, it, it gives validation to what we're doing that we're actually doing what we accomplished. Right. You know, we're, we're yep. We when, accomplished what we set out to do. You know, if, when, when, when you have a spouse come up to you and say, Hey, uh, your podcast is helping me understand better. Yes. Like that's huge, huge, huge. Like that's what we wanted. And that's why I said, you know, every episode, if we can help one person, then that's all we all. That's I it. mean, that's perfect. Right. So, um, so when everybody likes, everybody likes kudos, not everybody likes criticism, right? But you have to take the good with the bad, yeah, right. Um, and like I said, you know, punching somebody in the face for telling us our podcast sucked—that's tongue in cheek. I wouldn't do that. That's your opinion. Thank you. 
You know what I mean? You might be on the next week's fuck that guy. But I mean, you know, whatever. more than likely you'll be on the next week's <laughs> fuck that guy. But yeah, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna punch you in the face. But you know, um, yeah, if you don't reward people for doing good and you don't punish people for doing bad, what makes someone do either? That's character. That's how they were brought up. That's how you know, and and character. It shows like a bright fucking light and uh, good, bad, or ugly. It shows like a bright light. So you have a lot of people volunteering. And when I was um, mission 22 uh, state, state uh, leader had 156 um, people who volunteered to be an ambassador for mission 22. Um, I became mission 22 state leader in 2000, November, 2018. Um, I gave it up November, February, 20, 2022. Yeah. So, you know, four year period. Hundred, hundred plus people in this or in Ohio, just in Ohio. I, I'm not speaking for, you know, I'm speaking for Ohio. 156 um, people volunteered to be an ambassador, right? Go to events, tell other people, you know, stand under a tent behind a table like we do at our, you know, and tell others about what Mission 22 does. Um. My wife is not a Mission 22 ambassador. Um, however, from September 2018 to February uh, 2022, she participated in over 30 events, not an ambassador. Uh, in 2019 alone, she participated in 19 events going 4,000 miles around the state of Ohio, trying to put a dent, bring awareness about veteran suicide, right? That is volunteerism. That is, I don't need your fucking t-shirt. I don't need your, you know what I mean? Um, Oh, by the way, she, you know, has plenty of mission 22 shirts. Right. Um, but it was something I was passionate about. So it, it became something she was passionate about. And, you know, it was, it was again, it showed character, but let me tell you, um, in 2021, we did, um, I want to say 10 events, um no it was it was a little less a little less 2020 we didn't do any events right um it, it might have been a little less anyways um and it was just me and her and on two different occasions two or three other people showed up and you're like and they're like well 
I've never done this before, da, 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 da. You know, I'm just going to sit back and watch you guys work. You're like, all right. And then people would come up, you, you know, you give the spiel, you give the spiel. And, uh, oh, okay, well, all right. That's what's, you know. And then you're like, hey, go ahead. Well, I don't really feel comfortable. Then, then what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't need cheerleader. I don't need pom-poms. I definitely, definitely don't need a supervisor, right? Oh, I'm, I'm not trying to do that. Well, like you're watching me work. That's supervision. Shit or get off the pot. Right? Like if, if you don't want to, now granted, my, my approach to people, especially <laughs> then, um, you know, early, you know, I became state leader and I became co-state leader with my good buddy, Sean Jones, shout out Sean Jones down in Tampa, Florida. Um, I, because, you know, she is a civilian, um, being a, um, being the state leader of mission 22 and veterans would come into the organization and not want to listen what the fuck are you going to tell me, lady? You don't fucking know, right? And, you know, she got tired of saying, hey, dick, I got I got post-traumatic stress too. Is it the same as yours? No. Did I get it, you know, through combat? No. But do I have it? Yes. So can I understand? Yes. Can I relate? Yes. And, oh, by the way, I'm fucking doing it. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Right. And so she then said, Hey, bro, could you, what do you think? You know, at a time where, again, I'm sitting on my couch in my fucking underwear, not wanting to do, Hey, bro, um, what do you think about being co state leaders with me? And I'll do everything. And, you know, you just handle the military pushback. Right. Like, you know, I'll be like, hey, this is what I want to do. What do you think? And you give me your honest opinion and critique. And if we shift or whatever, but when the plan, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. As long as I ain't got to do shit, right? Like I'm telling her straight up from the jump, I don't want to do shit, you know? And our first uh, event was down in Cincinnati. And we, we drove down there and I didn't say one fucking word. I sat there and I supervised, right? And so that's why I can recognize when someone's doing that to me and I, and I tell them, Hey, I was there. I've been, you know, I've been where you are. I didn't want to talk to people. Now I have to, right? And, oh, by the way, most of the time, the people that are sitting behind me are the spouses of veterans that, hey, I'm trying to get my my husband information. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to do my part. Right. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying. Why do you do this? And my husband don't. I don't fucking know your husband. You know, what I mean, like, um, but yeah, we're all different. (laughs) Most certainly. Right. So. You know, I didn't talk to anybody. It was a, a suicide walk down in down in Cincinnati. I didn't I didn't talk to anyone. And then, you know, um but 
part of my nature is if I tell you I'm going to do something, bank that shit. It, 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 it's done, right? So if I say a duck and pull a truck, hook the motherfucker up, right? So, you know, then now, now I have to, you know what I mean? Now my, now my name's attached to this thing, right? They're sending me business cards, you know, uh, on, there's a spot on our website that says state leader, fucking Steve Vickers, right? I now, I now have a responsibility if I want it or not, right? I, I have a responsibility. So, you know, then moving forward. And then we had, you know, she had, um, there was another co-state leader. And so we're like, Hey, we're going to break the state of Ohio down into three sections because there's three co-state leaders and there's 88 counties and we're going to hit, hit all the counties and hit all the, you know, veteran service offices and all the, all that. And, uh, so cool. All right, let's do it. And then boom, that's the, he drops off. And then, you know, um, it, it got to a point where, me and her were such good friends and you know she tried to um use my candor on other people and uh like other people in chats or uh private messages they'd be like you know they would say something and i would say fuck that that ain't right you know what I mean? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'd be like, this is, this is right. Bum, bum, bum. And they're like, oh, well, we never saw it that way. I'm like, yeah, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And, you know, so, you know, it got to the point that she would see my candor, you know, and it wasn't me trying to get out of anything. It was me saying, I'm not going to do it that way because that ain't right. I'm going to do it this way. Um, or I'm telling people in the, our, you know, our Ohio group chat, what the deal is. So then, you know, she found her, she found herself, um, in, in a chat with the region rep. Um, and, uh, she tried, to, she tried to use candor on him and, and, uh, he didn't respond well. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, he he then sent um the transcripts uh the screenshots to national and national said thank you sean jones for all your great volunteerism but we know we no longer need your service snitches get stitches you know and and then she she's like okay fuck it and then but she continue and continues to volunteer to help veterans causes and organizations to this day. And she's my, she's my bestie. And, uh, um, but yeah, but I stayed in the organization and because now they're like, Hey bro, you're, you're the state leader. I'm like, okay. Like I'm on a, I have a mission, you know what I mean? Like, but I have to talk to, the region guy and I have to talk to the national and I'd be like, Hey, listen, like what the fuck are we doing? 
And they're like, what do you mean? Like, she's talking out of pocket. I'm like, what did she say that was wrong? You know what I mean? I'm like, we allow 156 fucking people to sit on this list that says ambassador. They sit there. They do nothing. No requirements. No no dues. No, there's no due for Mission 22, right? So they're just people sitting on a fucking list, right? They, they join a fucking chat group and rarely speak. And when they do speak, it's like, this is bullshit. Then they go sit back in their corner. But the person doing something, actively doing it. The boot on the ground. You're, you're, you're going to say, uh, thank you for your service, move on, right? I'm like, that's what I have a problem with. You know what I mean? Now, if you have a problem with how she's doing it, right, address that. You know, um, and then region guy, uh, you ain't going to fucking talk to me that way. I'm like, I, I fucking talk to you that way all the fucking time. Well, bro, we're veterans. It don't like it's what I try to tell my kids. Why I try to tell other adults when they say, don't fucking yell at me. I'm like, Hey, it's just my passion coming out, bro. Like I'm not yelling at you, right? My volume, my volume is just going up. However, don't listen to the, don't listen to, to, don't listen to the tone. Listen to the message. Yeah. Focus on the words, not on the, the volume. That's it. And if what I'm saying in the message is fucked up, now you have a gripe, right? If I'm just yelling to fucking yell, right, to get my fucking heart rate up, then, but if I'm speaking truth, then you fucking take it as I give it to you. Because if if you don't want me, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, I, I won't give you my two cents until you ask me for change, Right. And you can either physically say, hey, what's your opinion on this? Or do some dumb shit when I'm in charge of something. And I'll give you my fucking opinion, right? Because that warrants my two cents. And then when I give it to you, you're like, man, fuck, man. I'm like, you know, but that's my opinion. Based off what I'm observing from the outside looking in, right? So... That's, you know, that was kind of my, my, the start of my problem with volunteerism. Like, I don't understand, like, Mission 22 don't give you free shit. Anybody, you know, anybody can be an ambassador to Mission 22. It takes fucking two minutes to get on Mission22.com. Boom, hit the link to become an ambassador. This is my name. This is my state. This is my email. Welcome to the Mission 22 Ambassadorship Program. You know what I mean? That's it. The work is being that ambassador. Yeah. that That's where the work. You, that's can, get, the, you can get the title. You have to earn it. Right. And, and you know, um, when in 2020, when I became chapter commander in the CVMA, I made it a point. I'm like, I'm not 
you know, um, it would be easy for me to say, Hey guys, um, one of our, one of our, um, charities should be mission 22 because they do great things and they absolutely do. Right. Um, one of the state, our state charities is mission 22, right? Um, 12, one, our, our founding chapter up in Columbus, one of their charities is mission 22. That's great. I'm not going to wear the hat of the state rep of mission 22, excuse me, state leader of mission 22 and a chapter commander and say, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to Dick Cheney, this motherfucker. (laughs) I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be vice president and be like, I think all goddamn, um, fucking, you know, all goddamn, uh, contracts should go to Halliburton. I know, by the way, I'm fucking on the board of health. You know what I mean? I'm not going to Dick Cheney, this motherfucker. Like, you know, no, other people out there are given a mission 22. That's great. We have, you know, um, our original members said, you know, honor flight is our, our charity and honor flight is doing great things. So who am I to change that? I'm not right. So I'm, I don't want any conflicts of interest. I don't want anybody from the outside. If I'm doing right or not, anyone from the outside looking in being like, "Mm, that's a little shady. That motherfucker's robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right. Or maybe he ain't even paying Paul. Yeah. Right. He's taking checks from these motherfuckers, you know, and then so, yeah. So I never, um, I never wanted to blend that, you know, the, the only time I bring mission 22 up around, um, you know, us, right. Is when someone comes to me with a problem, Hey bro, uh, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with this post-traumatic stress. I'm dealing with, you know, whatever. Hey man, look out here. Look, look at this. And, uh, you know, even though you're not the state leader anymore, you're still an ambassador for their program. Yeah, most certainly. And in a way that it, you know, like anybody, you know, somebody comes up to me and says, hey, you know, my car is running like this. Hey, look here, look here. So when someone comes up to you and says, hey, my brain is doing this, you're like, hey, look here, look here. Right. And they have, you know, um, because Mission 22 as a – as an organization, they don't help people per se, right? They partner with the people who help the people. They just, they're just the, 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 the funding charity. Right. And you know, it's they're like a concierge service. I mean, somebody yeah. comes to them with a problem and they're like, Hey, um, that would be a good fit for you. Yes. Hey, that would be a good fit for you. And what, what separates mission 22 from a lot of other, um, of the 22, uh, Ameriquote and 22 organizations is they are not a cookie cutter approach, right? They partner with different, um, therapy organizations out there that, you know, um, tackle post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, um, in a, um, 
a whole body approach. They do, uh, they partner with equine therapy. They partner, um, they have spiritual uh, Muddy Oaks Warrior Project that meets out at the wilds in Cumberland, right? Um, that's that's a, a retreat they have out at the wilds. Um, it's five days, um, and it's a spiritual um, approach to to wellness, right? So you know a lot of a lot of people out there, um, you know, they're atheists or you know non denominational, and they go out there and on Friday they get baptized because now they're believers, right? So we don't we we don't talk about things like that on this program because we don't want to exclude anybody. And that's the same approach mission 22 takes because all about I've never rode a horse in my life. Try equine therapy, right? Eh, it may not be for me, right? Or try, you know, what they have a service dog program. They have, a, you know what I mean? Everything that's been proven to help veterans with post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury, they have a program inside of that umbrella for. They send you to it free of charge for you, your spouse, or your caregiver, right? Free of charge. And it's not, when I say it's not a cookie-cutter approach, meaning if you try one and one doesn't do it for you, you can try another. You can apply and try another. It ain't it ain't going back to rehab five, six times and because the rehab program is the same program. You know what I mean? So yeah. So that's how it's not cookie cutter. You know what I mean? And uh yeah. Um but yeah, I you know when people say uh, I got a problem, I give them mission twenty two literature. Hey, go to mission twenty two by time, you know. And they're like, oh no 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 no, I, I'm I'm talking to you how to how to tell the VA that I'm fucked up so they can up my my percentage. Man, get the fuck away from me. You know what I mean? And we've had people like that. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's. Um. I enjoyed immensely my time at Mission Twenty Two. However, it came to a point where. When I, I say all that, right? I say all that to say I never, um, full disclosure, I never participated in any Mission 22 um, healing program because I found riding my motorcycle is where it is for me. And doing all those events that me and Chrissy did, I had to drive my truck to every one of them. Cause you're hauling stuff. I'm hauling, I'm hauling the tub. I'm hauling the table. I'm hauling the chairs. I'm, haul, you know, the yep. tent can't put that on the back of a bike. So I'm losing that Saturday. The Saturdays I ride now, I lost then. And your volunteering was starting to affect your mental health. Yes. Because you weren't able to do what made you heal. Yes. And so I said, after four years of being 
the state leader of Mission 22. Here you go. You know what I mean? Um, You're, you, you didn't step away from the organization because of any foul taste or anything. It oh, was, no, no. It was because you needed to do what made your brain feel better. Oh, most certainly. And and, and, and that was in the way of making your brain feel better. Yeah, and I still speak – of course, I still speak very highly of Mission Twenty Two. I still, I, I still think everything they, you know, um, they're above board. Um, Ninety, you know, when I when I stepped away from Mission Twenty Two, uh, it was like ninety seven uh, cents of every dollar given the Mission Twenty Two went to a veteran. That's pretty fucking good. Um, and you know they had uh i want to say four maybe five people on a payroll that's it um so you know and it's a relatively new company they've only been around 10 years uh started in uh 2013 so they've only been around 10 years and 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 the impact uh, the national impact, the global impact that they have, you know, it's, it's, it's great. So when I was, when I was, you know, they change everything. So I don't know, it may not be that anymore, but when I was in the air force, our core values were integrity first service before self and excellence in all we do. Mm-hmm. And I try really hard to, live by those even after I got out. Um, I try to be, you know, integrity is real big for me. Um, I used to wear, um, so I found when I was uh, over in Iraq, if I wore rubber bands on my wrists, um, I don't know what it was, but it was just something that helped me maintain my calm. So when I started trying to get myself right, I started wearing um, those little rubber bracelets they give out all the time Mm -hmm. and i had two from um uh wounded warrior project and one of them had integrity on it and uh i always wore that one on my right you know because that was the one i used the most and i saw the most and so you know i those types of things are are real do i do i successfully live up to those core values no you know i fall short a lot i fuck shit up i don't do what i'm supposed to do all the time but i try um, so when, so I, we, t- I talk about Jay a lot. Jay, uh, plays special Olympics sports. Um, I started out as just a parent. Um, and then I started volunteering to help out, you know, when they need this or they need that to where the last few years, I'm a basketball and a softball coach. I've never coached basketball or softball. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing half the time, <laughs> but I'm there. I'm going to be there w- with Jay regardless I might as well help, you know. Right. And so yesterday I stopped to pick up all the softball stuff from our coordinator and I apologized. She's like, why are you apologizing? And I'm like, well, you know, for the last few years, I was the one that was always available regardless of what was going on because I did nothing. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't have a friend group. I didn't have a social life. Um, I said, but, you know, last year. I rode so much and did so much that I didn't feel like I gave the the athletes enough of my time. Um, and so this year, 
you know, I'm I'm going to, you know, we're having our regional tournament the weekend that we're supposed to go to Crescent, Pennsylvania. And so I told her, I said, I, I said, this is why this is important to me. Um, and, and so is there a way that somebody else can do that? And she said, yeah, yeah, we can do that. No problem. So when I went and picked everything up, I apologized. I said, I'm really sorry that I can't give the athletes the time that I've given to them before. And, she, you know, I knew what she was going to say, but it did, like we say all the time, it doesn't change the way you feel. And she's like, no. She's like, no, absolutely not. She goes, you know, you do what's best for you and, you know, and, and work it out. So we had our first practice last night, and I love, absolutely love coaching those athletes. It's it's something that makes life I, – I get my value, my attaboy, my pat on the back, my validation um, – being able to enjoy them enjoy a sport, you know, and it, it eats a lot of my time up, but it's time that I don't mind giving at all. Um, but again, I felt bad that I wasn't able to give as much as I have in the past because I'm, you know, but mentally I'm in a better place than I was. So, you know, it's, and that's, and that's why we're buddies. Yeah. If you look, if you look out to our friend group, that's why we're buddies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I try to tell people all the time. You know, veterans are not like-minded, and you, you know, they're like-minded. Excuse me, they're like-minded individuals. They're not exact-minded individuals. Meaning. For the most part, we, we view things relatively in the same, through the same scope. And, and I think that goes back to um, each branch's core values. If, if you buy into your branch's core values, odds are it's going to dictate how you try to live your life. And even after you get out, that core value is still trying to push you in a general direction. Right. And I think – there's no coincidence that our closest friends are more exact minded than we are like minded. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's easy. It's easy to talk to them. It's easy. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to sit down and bullshit about shared experiences because we will find the humor they find in those shared experiences. Exactly how they find the humor. You know what I mean? Um, like we were that, down at Quaker City and exactly. we learned about the guy that was too ugly to get fucked in a whorehouse. <laughs> if there was ever- I, told, I told my dad that story yesterday. My uncle, they were, or Sunday, they were fucking dying. If there's. Everyone who was in need of a fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, the, the whores that wouldn't fuck that dude because he was ugly. Damn. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, um, I think that that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, I, it, I, I, and I think the people that are, that are, close with us, the quote unquote cool kids club. Um, they're, 
they're the same ones that are at every time the tent gets popped up to sell some tickets. And they're also the same ones that feel a certain way when they're not at. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That, you know, you apologizing for, hey, you know, I understand this is volunteer. I understand you're not paying me. I understand, you know, the the expectations might not be so high for, you know, um, my role here. However, you know, I have built expectations mm-hmm. over the years I've been here, and you expect, you know, everybody – when I was in the military, I liked being that platoon sergeant that when the hard job needed done, they only looked at one person. Mm-hmm. I like being that guy. Yep. Now, I complained, you know, <laughs> I, if any of my first sergeants are listening, they're like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> he bitched he, all right, the time. Um, but I like being, I liked knowing Cause I walk in and be like, hey, Vic, we got a hard one. Okay. What is it? now the difference between them calling me and saying, Hey, we need you to go fucking take a trailer of fucking laundry up to the, nah, I ain't doing that. You know, Hey, uh, you remember down in Barrett's when it got hit? Yeah. Um, they need someone to go on the first roving patrol in there. I said, I'll send one of my platoons. You're, you're that guy. That one I didn't bitch about. You're right. I'm that guy. Send me. Right. Um, and we did, you know, um, I, I enjoy knowing that when someone knew they needed something done, right? That I I enjoyed that, um, and I like being that guy too. That's why yesterday I I sent that text to you because I've been slacking a little bit in my treasurer duties, and I knew I was slacking. I just was having a hard time finding the balance to figure it out. And so I didn't need you to tell me that I was fucking up. I knew I was fucking up. And once I figured it out, I made sure I relayed that to you. Self-assessment. I'm observing that I'm a dickhead. I'm trying to fix my dickheadness. Here's the stuff that needed to be done. Boom, 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 boom. Completed mission accomplished. Yeah. And, uh, and I appreciate that. Um, because, you know, in the past, I have disseminated and, you know, like a good leader would do, disseminate and then check back, right? And like, you know, you you have to constantly, you know, I give, you know, just in the military, right? When you're a leader in the military, you give orders, You ask questions, right? Here are my orders. I ask questions so that I understand that you understand the orders. 
Once once that's complete, pew, I could take off. You don't need. There's a hundred ways to fuck a cat, right? But I'm gonna come back and periodically check on progress. At an E7, you tell me all the time, trust but verify. That's it, most certainly. And when I come back, hey, what the fuck? What the fuck are we doing? Uh, what do you mean? Um, you're supposed to fuck the cat. Now you're fucking the dog. This is not <laughs> like I asked specific questions. This ain't what we were talking about. Oh, um, well, you see what happened was no, no, no. Right now you're now you're telling me all you're doing is screaming. I need supervision. I need you to stand here and micromanage me. That's what you're saying. I got you. I hear you. Here I am. Right. Um, I'd be picking up what you'd be putting down. Right. right? So, but yeah, you come back periodically, tweet thing. Hey, you know, over here. Hey, we're good. Straight. Right. All right. And then you move on. And uh, same thing. Like, I have learned, you know, with with previous officers, you know, hey, you do this? No. Are you going to do this? Eh, I don't know. Well, you understand it's part of your job description, right? Oh, yeah, but I don't know. Roger. Understand, the next time something in your job description comes up, I'm not asking you. You know what I mean? And it got to the point where I just did it. I just did it. You know what I mean? And, you know, out in out in Colorado, um, Dwayne's like, yeah, I was talking to a buddy, and he, he's, you know, he was like, yeah, my commander don't do shit, the buddy. And Dwayne's like, well, yeah, my commander has his hands and everything. And, and then, you know, after he said that, he's like, you know, we got you. You can give us shit. And I'm like, what? I said, it It ain't that, I, you know, it ain't that. It's just, it's so much easier. I have learned so much easier for me to just fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like, be like a Nike commercial than to fucking ask because of the volunteer. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I, uh, I get it. And this, now, the new, the you know, since February, the new, you know, batch the new board um every, you know everybody we we are uh, a bunch of like-minded individuals and we we <sighs> i know the last few weeks i've been the bottom rung well i mean <laughs> you know it's like um it's like a um conversation i had with mike blandina um about a week ago you know he you know, he overheard um, some of us talking about um, another member who don't come around as often, right? And um, and I was like, well, what you have to, what you don't realize is another ask I have, right? We, we talked about the asking uh, up front, you know, 12 hours of your time, 10 tickets, get up. Hundred dollar donation or a um, an item of equivalent equal value, right? To donate, um, and I told him the, the other ask is consistency. 
things come up in everybody's lives and they'll change and, and you know, it's the ebb and flows. And, you know, if you reach out and say, Hey man, I'm having a, I'm having a time. Hey man, um, I have a personal problem that I I'd like to keep. I'll tell you about it, but if you could keep it under wraps, I don't need everybody knowing my business, but this is the why I'm not around. Roger that. That's it. And, um, and you, you're then consistent about, you know, we, we talk about, um, Gary, right? I tell Gary all the time, man, he, he, very similar to you. He's like, Hey man, I wish I rode more. I wish I, um, brother, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're at home with mom, 90 year old women, woman that, Oh, by the way, is on her fourth, uh, just coming off her fourth, um, nationals. Right. So, I mean, but you're consistent, bro. You know what I mean? And you're reliable. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, you said, hey, brother, mama's out of town. COVID hit. This is what we're doing. Here's our plan. I'll make it to what I can make. And then ever since then, he's made it to what he can make. So that's consistency, right? And oh, by the way, all out has a lot of sweat equity built up in this chapter. When that wasn't the case, um, his new normal, right? He fucking did everything, right? There's a reason he's got a flash that says chapter original. Right. Right. And why his FM number is so low. Right. So, you know, um, so you have sweat equity built um, with me. So that, that matters to me. Um, we have a lot of miles in that matters to me. Um, now th- there's, there's been people out there that they, you know, I sent an email out a couple of years ago now, and I'm like, Hey, I don't give a shit what position you've held in this organization. Um, it's, it's what you've done for me lately. You know what I mean? And if you ain't, um, if you're not in the boat rowing in the same direction, you're, you're causing drag, right? Like you, you're just holding your, your fucking oar in the water and you're not rowing. That's causing drag. That's making everyone else around you work harder. Yeah. Um, we don't need that. Yeah. The, 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 I, Look, if, if you're in the organization and you're listening to this right now and you're like, are they fucking talking about me? We may not be talking about you specifically, but we're talking about somebody like you. Yeah, and and <laughs> which is funny because there's been people I've I've got on uh our web you know, I've got on our Facebook group and I've talked on lives. Uh I've done it uh did it in twenty twenty did it in 2021 i've done it in 2022 i haven't yet done it in 2023 yet um and matter of fact i i've sat down twice to record one and then changed my mind because i've heard right 
you know, when I put things out there, people call me immediately yeah. afterwards. You're talking about me? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> did I say your fucking name? No. Like, have we talked about your situation before? Yeah. Then I ain't fucking talking about you. Right. But you feel a certain way because what I'm saying holds true in your heart. Yeah. So do with that what you will. Um, you know, I've, we had the uh, former state leader, excuse me, former state rep of Ohio in our chapter. And, uh, you know, when he, when he was done with his um, time, He's like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do something else. Of course, he didn't tell me, because, uh, you know, he was state rep when I joined, and then three years later, now I'm, I'm chapter commander, and he, you know, he's one of the one of the Joes now, and I should fucking recognize, and I'm like, you know, and. Not only it, not only is he not doing something, but he, he's sponsoring someone not doing nothing. And I'm like, well, I, I get, you know, you, you want to pursue things outside of CVMA. I get that. Yeah. Most certainly. That's, you're entitled. It's yeah. your right. Well, yes. And I want to do this. Well, go do that. Right? And, but understand, I understand it. But, however, there's still an ask. There's still shit that needs to be done, right? Um, so, you know, I put out I put out this message, and within, I don't know, 10 minutes of the message being put out, he transferred. Him and the, and the person he sponsored transferred. And I'm like, well, I wasn't necessarily talking about him, but... You know, it was obvious. It it felt it felt a certain way to him. He knew, so he left. Cool. You know, we we've had um, in in the last several years, we've had an influx of people leaving. You know, we we you know uh, talked to um, the uh, state sergeant arms the other night, um, and he's like, "Man, when I saw everybody leaving, I'm like, what the fuck." What's going on down here? <laughs> I'm like, all you had to do is ask. I would, I'd fucking tell you. Um, if you're uh, not chasing them off, my wife is. <laughs> um, I mean, it's 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 just a joke, you know. It's it's a make light of the situation. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, I told him. I said, people don't like my candor. People don't like me calling them out. You know, they like, you know. I look at it this way. I don't treat anyone differently. Um, you know, your service, how how um, little or small or, you know, I don't treat your dad any different. I never treat Link any different, you know what I mean, because they're support members. Never, right? I don't talk down to them. Because um, we're all veterans. We're all veterans, Right. Um, I, I truly in my soul believe that yeah. you raised your hand. You said, this is what I'm, I'm willing to do. And you went and did it where, where the army sent you is where the army sent you. It, it is what it is. 
right? You know, but on the flip side of that, when you volunteer and then don't do anything, you just sit it, you, you, you go about your life the same thing you were doing prior to joining the organization, you're still doing after joining the organization. The, the only thing that changed in your life is you lose $20 every year for dues. Then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's like that hokey saying it. Uh, let me, the saying sounds hokey, but there's a lot of truth to it. And that's where, if it's not in your heart, you shouldn't put it on your back. Right. And, and that I think is what really gets a lot of us is that we see people running around taking pictures with their vest on and their motorcycle and all that stuff, but you never actually see them upholding the ideals or the mission that this organization does, you know. It's cool to have your vest on and it's cool to run around and it's cool to go places and have people tell you thank you for your service. But if you're not actually doing the service that that vest or that patch um, stands for, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's now full disclosure. I am because of my father, like I've said before. I was raised very old school in this thought process. So I could be in the minority of people on how this is viewed, but I I don't think so, bro. (laughs) But I know, like you said earlier, our close group, we all pretty much feel the same way. Now a word from our sponsor. Ohio Cigar Mafia. Are you in the state of Ohio and a cigar enthusiast? Join the ranks of over 200 members who enjoy a good stick paired with a sip of their favorite spirit as they raise money for veterans. Ohio Cigar Mafia is a 501c3 who supports the Southeastern Guide Dogs. They allow veterans to witness a brighter future through the eyes of a service dog. Thank you, Ohio Cigar Mafia, for your support. My thing is, I'm a veteran. You're a veteran. We're all veterans. How the fuck can people look you in the eye and say, like, we're equal from what we've been through? Okay, well, guess what? I'm here to tell you. We ain't been equal since we joined this fucking organization. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, I I would never ask anyone to ride as many miles as I do because you ain't going to fucking do it. You're not. There ain't nobody in this fucking chapter that's going to ride as many miles as me. That's that's not me boasting. I will make a point. <laughs> you know what I mean? I fuck. When Sarge, this straight up, when Sarge went went on the uh, Virginia to the New York trip. He's like, yeah, we're going to do uh, fucking 1,800 miles or whatever the hell it was. I, were, I went outside and rode 200 miles a day for five days. Well, when I was when we were supposed to go to Tennessee, and then you guys were going to come back, and I was going to ride on to Florida before the sidecar fucked up on me, do you remember what you told me? 
motherfucker, you're going to have a big-ass fucking head start this year. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, un- instead, I not only didn't get my big head start, I'm fucking significantly behind now. But, yeah, that, my bad. Uh, that might have been my voodoo doll. This motherfucker ain't gonna beat me. <laughs> fucking throwing pins in a fucking matchbox. Yeah, because I'm sidecar. at I'm at like six thousand, and it's nowhere close to the fifteen I wanted to be. But exactly, but <sighs> shit happens. You know I what know. I mean, you make a goal, but shit happens. You know. But what I'm saying is, it like we said on a podcast before about making. You know, we wanted to make a uh, chapter achievement service, you know, like, Hey, let's do an award for most miles. It would be foolish of me. I've rode the most miles in our chapter since I've been in our chapter. That's fact. Um, that's not me boasting. That's just fact. Right. Um, I'm the only one that has uh, a loyalty patch since 2019 every year um they didn't do one in 2020 um long range riding platoon you know what i mean like just because one you know i'm not i'm not riding miles except except for the week sarge was gone (laughs) (laughs) i'm not I'm like that. That bitch is gonna get eighteen hundred miles on me. Fuck that. Well, no. Hey, that's actually there might be some truth to that shit because you voodooed my ass with the sidecar, and then Sarge goes on that trip and ends up going down and fracturing three ribs and getting a partially collapsed lung. You, wherever your fucking voodoo dolls are, you need to put hey. them bitches away. Hey, <laughs> I will be. I will be the the highest mileage person. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Right. Now that you say that, uh, that's kind of fucked up. Um, and I apologize. But no, I mean, you know, um, but it coincided with, it also coincided with, you know, I was feeling a, a certain way. Right. And I'm like, oh, I need to, let me get out. And then I got out and then I'm like, oh, let me get out. You know? Um, riding begets riding. Shit, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, I don't, what, what bugs me is how people, because when, when I don't, I don't begrudge anybody, right? You volunteer to be in this organization. You volunteer to do the, be in the VFW or the American Legion or, you know, and people, you know, last year people are like, man, you're always bitching. Okay. You know, like, you know, my my VFW commander don't bitch when I don't come to meetings. Okay. Like, I'm not them. I'm not her. I'm not, you know, I'm not If I was your VFW commander, I would be bitching. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, And and, and I don't know if I would call it bitching. Um, You know, the standard is the standard is the standard. If you don't uphold the stand, the the bare minimum standard, hey, you, you know you're fucking up. Now, if you have a profile or a waiver or whatever it is, you know that deems why you can't uphold the minimum standard. That's one thing. You know, hey, I'm not going to be able to hit the standard this year because uh, I've got two fucking broken legs. 
got you, man. We understand. It is what it is, you know. But if you're not upholding the standard because, you know, drinking every fucking Friday and Saturday night at the bar is more important than anything else in your life, hey, that's an issue. And all and which leads me, so when you do that, right, you know, back in, again, back in the military, as a platoon sergeant, part of your responsibility is when soldiers um, are coming up on reenlistment, right? Um, you know, they have reenlistment NCOs or, you know, in the military. However, before those, before those times, you need to talk with your, your guy and say, Hey man, um, you're, you're a good soldier. You're not great for this job. Right. And there's a difference. Yeah. Like you, you do the yes or no, sir. You do the. You know, you're good for the army, just not in this position. That's right. You, right. And I had several of those. I also had several people be like, oh, hey, Sergeant Vic, I'm going to go, I'm going to reenlist and go to Fort Drum. I'm going to get 20 grand, da, 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 da. And I'm like, hey, no, no, can't, I can't have that. Why not? Like, you're not good for the army. You're not good to be, you know, the the job you're in, man. You you do uh, you do your best to go to fucking McDonald's and fuck up some fries on a regular basis, you know. So, you know, you had to have those conversations as well, and um, and that's you know early on, you could do that, but then you know. When nine eleven hit and and they needed everybody for, they needed all swinging dicks to go be uh, ID magnets. It it didn't it didn't uh, it didn't matter. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just how people can volunteer, and so I do the same thing in the CVMA, right? Like. Again, July one is our fiscal year. It's our business, you know, our business year starts, and you know, a month a month out, you're like, hey, you know, pay your dues, da 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 da. And but there was some, you know, there was some that you're like, hey, um, dues need to be paid by, you know, July thirty first, or excuse me, June thirty first. But uh, don't pay your dues. Just tell me where to come and get your patch. Because you ain't done shit in three years. So it's the same concept. Like, you know, um, and they're like, ah, you know, I just don't have time. You, you couldn't find time in the last three years to do one event. Then you have zero time. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but. I don't begrudge them. Again, I don't begrudge you. you. You know what I mean? You're still a veteran, still my brother. You know, you need something, reach out to me. Um, but your oars in the water causing drag. You're, you're causing drag. And oh, by the way, you're sitting in a boat. So you're adding weight, right? You're costing our chapter money, right? Because we, we pay, right? 
We pay the state of Ohio. Um, the chapter pays the state two dollars per member. Yep. Yeah, it's two bucks. But that's how the state gets this money, right? But that two bucks is two bucks that we can't give to somebody else. Well, that's two bucks more than you fucking brought into the goddamn chapter. Yeah. So. Because you're not even paying your chapter dues. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're not paying your chapter dues. Like, what the fuck? Um, I mean, it's... it's now, now we're in... Now we're in a... Now we're in a situation where... You might, you may or may not think you're better than me, but your actions are saying your time is more valuable, right? So, great, take your valuable time and get to getting. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, now there's 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 um there's commanders out there that they're all about the dudes they're all about how many how many patches they can get in their chapter some guys it's quantity over quality this chapter and it's not just you it's that group it's quality over quantity yeah and i don't i don't i don't fucking get i don't get i don't get that concept what the fuck does it matter if i have 150 dudes in our chapter yeah but there's always been organizations like that where, you know, well, prime example, I recently learned in the inner workings of the National Guard that the top officer for the respective state, who's a general, he has to have so many swinging dicks on the books for him to be a general. If he drops below that number, he doesn't get to be a general anymore because it doesn't have enough swing and dicks to constitute that spot being a general. So you keep shit bags on the books so that you can continue to be a general and you don't have to go back to being a colonel. It's that concept where, yeah. you know, it's whether it's ego or whatever it is that's causing, you know, organizations to have leaders say, Actually, I ain't even going to call them leaders. I'm going to call them dicks in charge um, to say numbers on my books are more important than the quality of the numbers on my books. Uh, fuck all that. Fuck. Fuck all that. Um, it's the I'd never I'd never I wasn't I wasn't a nasty girl, so right. I didn't know. Um, yeah. Fuck all that. And, you know, I, I've, I've said this a hundred times. I would. My outlook because of what. Riding motorcycles do what helping veterans do uh, for me, and I'm able to ride motorcycles and help veter- veterans in one organization. That's winner winner chicken dinner, baby. And when I took over um, in 2020, and then we didn't have an event. You, you want to talk about feeling like a motherfucking? Uh, I already had big shoes to fill, right? I still don't think I'm anywhere near the commander uh, Bobby Cooley was. Um, And, uh, you know, me and him have a vastly different approach. Um, And he's the mayor, right? He's the governor. Um, And for him to give me flowers, 
right? For him to say, hey, bro, you're fucking killing it. Like, you know, um, that, again, I like, I like those, I like those. From kudos. the people that matter, yeah. Well, that's like you said for this year, you know, we talked about doing something different. You wanted to make sure that, you know, the guys that, that started this chapter were okay with the thoughts you had about maybe changing things up a little bit. Because it was important that you lived up to the standard that they set. Yeah. And uh, we have, um, for those outside the state of Ohio, for those outside of Southeast Ohio, um, for those who's never been to a 12-6 event, let me tell you, when I, you know, last year I um, boastfully wrote best um, poker run you can attend. Um, and I say that to say this, you show up. Yes. You're, you're, you're paying a $20 entry fee. Um, you're paying $10 for the, the, the passenger. Holy shit. 30 bucks. Yeah. But on a spit over an open flame, we're rotating 50 chickens. It's, it's straight yard bird. And so you get some yard bird. Um, Shit ton of fixings. People, people don't eat enough. That's how much food we have. We, we, uh, all out brings his uh, vacuum sealer, and we. I still got shit in my deep freezer. <laughs> I swear to God, I got I got chicken in my deep freezer. Um, that's how many chickens we get. And and you know we we started buying the chickens initially, and then chickens started getting donated. And uh, so chicken dinner, right? Um, it's not fucking hot dogs. It's not hamburgers. It's fucking chicken dinner. And then. Um, we got, uh, sides, right? Scalloped potatoes, green beans, that shit. Um, so you got that. Everybody who walks through the door gets a door prize. Everybody. Um, the last several years, your registration, just by registering, just by paying your $20, you get a chance to win a thousand dollars. This year is 500, um, cause we're giving $10,000 away. But, well, this year it's 100 to five different people, right? Um, so, you know, you get that. And then every other year but this year, you get to ride through Appalachia, a part of Ohio. Most people, you know, rarely see the twisties, the, you know, the, the switchbacks, the, and, you know, you get a, in Ohio, you get on a route. If it has a triple digit, stay on it, bro. Because every three, every three number road over here, it's worth riding. Yeah. You know, the triple nickel gets all the glamour and the yeah. glitz. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of triple digit nut yeah. roads that are real nice. They're, they're real nice. And then, you know, um, we have we have a lot of. You know, a lot of good auction items, um, but we usually, usually we have some big ticket items. You know, we have, uh, uh, you can get a chance that last year we had a guitar signed by Hank Williams Jr. You know what I mean? Um, we we get, um, we'll have some bottles of, um, 
bottles of, of liquor, you know, that are not um, relatively easy to find where we're at. You know, we've, we've in our travels, yeah, in our travels out, yeah, we got one this year from, from um, Colorado. I mean, so in our travels, that that's what we do. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so you get a good ride, you get a good meal. Um, our our DJ um, hits it out of the park every year. Um, Again, donates his time. Yep, donates his time. All, all I have to do is uh, open a tab for him, and uh, <laughs> he uh, he's all about it. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's um, Clayton's a good dude. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's you know he even he'll go as far to come down to um, the, you know the VFW. You know usually where we had in years past and he'll check there's a way you can check the most played songs on the jukebox or whatever they have well, it ain't a jukebox anymore it's more automated than that yeah, now, it's, like, but, it's like a big ass fucking itunes right console or whatever so he's able he's able to tap into that and see you know the playlists that people like in there and that's what he plays you know what i mean that's fucking. That's pretty cool. You know what I mean? So I mean, he does his due diligence, and we and we appreciate him coming out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's and we're twenty two people. Yeah, we're not a big chapter, and it's twenty two, twenty two people right there. Um, that that put it together. It's it's. <sighs> A strong ten and uh, their spouses, and then a couple of individuals. Well, I mean, was Saturday when Gunny was like, "You gave how much? Yeah, <laughs> and you're how big?" <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, but that's what we're doing this year. Um, we're doing a cash bash. Um, oh, we're doing a shameless plug. Yeah, most <laughs> most fucking certainly. Uh, this year we're going to cash bash. We're at the uh, Cambridge Eagles from uh, nine a.m. to you know probably four p.m. We'll be in there, but um, yeah, get there early, uh, register. Chance to win a hundred bucks. Yeah, just, just for, by registering. Just by registering, pay that twenty dollars, you get a chance to win a hundred bucks back. Um, we're drawing five. That's um, we're drawing that five times. So we're giving away $500 there. And then when you get in the door, um, you know, again, we have door prizes. Um, you'll get a meal from grilling, grilling and chilling Dave style here in Zanesville, Ohio. And we won't be doing the open spit because of the logistics of where we're going to be doing it. But right. We're still going to give you some damn good food. We're going to give you some damn good. You're going to have three different meats, three different sides, um, all, all the sauces and all that we're going to provide that for you. Um, DJ will be there. Clayton will be there playing again. And then uh, every 15 minutes, starting at 11 o'clock, we're going to give away money. Yeah. And every hour on the hour is the $1,000 drawing. It'll go $1,000. It'll go $125. Um, and then it'll go 500 And then it'll go 250 
a thousand dollars, one twenty five, five hundred, two fifty, a thousand dollars, all the way up to three o'clock. And at three o'clock, we're giving away um, two thousand five hundred dollars. And oh, by the way, at any time during there, your ticket gets pulled. We throw it back in. So you can win the thousand dollars at eleven, and you can win the twenty five hundred at three. Off of one ticket. Off of one ticket. And we have tickets left. Yeah. Go to CVMA126.com to get your tickets. Um, it's $25 a ticket. You know you spent $25 on dumber shit. Right. And and you're getting four times. The, the least you can win is four times the amount you spent on that ticket. Yep. Right? We're giving you 100 plus your 25 back. Yep. So... Come on, people. 25 bucks gets you 17 chances you don't have, to win. You don't have to be there. You don't have to be present to win, but we encourage you to come down. Yeah, it's a damn good party. Well, the big thing, too, is is like I've told, like last year when we were when we were raffling off the bike and people would say stuff, I'm like, you've spent money on dumber shit. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, if, well, because people would say, well, I never win anything. Okay. Then don't, don't do it because you might win something. Do it because you want to give twenty five bucks to a veterans organization, because that's, that's where the money's going. That's it. And and you we're know, paying. We're giving away ten grand regardless of we sell one ticket or all thousand tickets. The, we're forking out the money for the ten grand. The money you're giving us is going to our charities. Yep. So, I mean, we're eating the ten regardless. You right. know. So give money to a charity. Oh, by the way, you're donating twenty five bucks to a charity. But we're giving you a chance, seventeen chances to win some fucking money. Yeah. So it's it's not even like it's selfless donation. There's opportunity there for you to benefit greatly from it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's I think that goes back to the the very first question: Why do we not give to our communities without getting some type of benefit in return? And I don't know if it's always been that way because that's not the environment that I grew up in. Um, you know, so I, maybe I have this romanticized vision of previous generations, um, giving to their communities to make things better. Um, or maybe I'm a hundred percent right. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm just saying that growing up the way I grew up and the way I was raised and all that jazz, you didn't have to put on your Sunday best to be a contributing member to society. No. And, and motorcyclists are some of the most giving um, people out there. Yeah. You know, I guess, I, you know, um, I guess when we're out in our vests, people automatically assume we're an MC. We're not. Um, but even then, even, even the most hardcore motorcycle club. Right. And, and I'm not going to label them whatever, just what they claim to be the hardcore motorcycle clubs, they still give charity. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you can see all of the gangland episodes you want to see, but those organizations still do charitable work. And I think it goes back to what we say all the time when we're riding and we're looking at, we're like, this is why we served. Yeah. When we're riding, I think we get that same, we have that appreciation that when we're riding, the opportunity, the the 
paying 25 bucks to register for somebody's poker ride for them to give money to a charity is the least we could pay to be able to ride what we ride. I've, I've given a hundred just by fucking up names. <laughs> I would scratch them out, put their name on a ride ticket and then buy those t- I, I, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, and you know, like last year we tried to give away a lot of money last year and people gave it back because that's what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's why there's still, there's still, like I said in the beginning, not everybody fits the mold of what we've been negatively talking about. There is an overwhelming majority of people that still believe in giving of their time, giving of their money, doing whatever. But like anything that they don't get celebrated enough because we're so focused on the ones that are holding everybody back. Yeah. And, and you know, we are fortunate enough to have, you know, quote unquote civilians, you know, uh, members of the community around us who care enough about veterans to volunteer their time to help us. And we have members of our chapter who don't reciprocate that. That's, that's the frustrating part that, you know, you have civilians doing more to help veterans than you are. Well, that's the whole reason I drive. It's like an hour for me to drive from Coshocton to Buffalo to get my patches put on my vest by Cheryl. Yeah. But Cheryl's selling tickets every year and she's not even affiliated with the chapter. Yeah. So if she's, if, if, out of the goodness of her heart, she's trying to help us help veterans. It's the least I can do to, you know, patron her business and, and, you know, appreciate what she does for not only us, but veterans like us. Most certainly. And she's down, she's down at the Buffalo VFW on a regular selling, selling our tickets. So she's doing good things for us. So we appreciate Cheryl. And uh, Tim Cox out there, um, always. I mean, Tim Cox, um, you know, the highest compliment I can pay someone is call them a great American. I mean, to me. Right. They may not give a shit, but. It's not a lip service great American either. No, no. It's It's, truly what the concept should be. Right. Most certainly. Tim Cox is a great, great American. Yeah. and he's he is what got us involved out in Cumberland um, with with uh, Brian Hartman, um, rest in peace, Brian Hartman. Um, yeah, I mean that that's what got that started. Took a phone call to you know took a phone call and got us out there, and you know us going out. And doing a ride for a airborne brother who had stage four cancer and was at a, you know, he was battling and, you know, it was, it was a low point. And so Tim said, 
we need to do a ride for him. And he reached out to Bobby, and Bobby reached out to me and said, hey, you think we can do this? Most certainly. And we linked up, and, and you know, Bobby being Bobby. And I say that to say um, if it's worth <laughs> if it's worth doing, um, Bobby Cooley will overdo that shit in the, in the best possible way. Yeah. He may be small in stature, but he is large in heart. Jesus Christ. And he, you know, um, so, you know, what are the coinc- what, what are the chances that Tim Cox reaches out to Bobby Cooley and says, hey, you know, Brian Hartman up here has stage four cancer. He was in the 82nd Airborne, and uh, he, was, he was a member of HHC uh, Division Artillery. Right, and um, Bobby Cooley responds, "My daughter is down in the eighty second Airborne." And then later, and, and later when he, um, you know, calls his daughter and pages pages out in Germany right now. What's up, Page? Um, El Capitan, yeah, Captain Cooley, Captain Cooley out in. Uh, Germany. Um, anyways, you know, she hears the story. She tells her roommate. Her roommate is in HAC Division Artillery. <laughs> so he tells his captain. He tells his company commander. Company commander writes, you know, a beautiful memo. You know, beautiful letter, letter in memo form, and and sends it. So Paige being the daughter of Bobby, right? Overdoing shit is in her genes as well. So she goes down to the museum. She gets a 82nd Airborne throw and puts the letter with the throw, brings it back. So when we, you know, Bobby's like, hey, we should probably do a uh, little chapter certificate. Yep, no problem. Got it. Bop, bop, bop. And uh, so we go out there. We present a plaque with um, our chapter um, certificate of, you know, staying in the fight. Like, you don't fight alone. We are all brothers here. If you need us, we're here anytime you need us. You know, we then um, read the letter from the company commander, which, you know, extended an invite to Bryant to come down to Fort uh, Fort Bragg and um, participate in, you know, Airborne Week or, you know, whatever. Great. And then the throw. And then we presented him with a CVMA coin. Um, oh, by the way, you got because I wasn't in the chapter. No. Yeah, no, I wasn't in the chapter when this happened. Oh, by the way, um, you got to ride motorcycles that day. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the best, like that, that in and of itself is the best part for us mentally. Right. And, and and then spiritually. And and let me tell you, like we get to do that emotionally. We get to do that. Helping like we, we give money, you know, we give money, we go to, go to Columbus and give, you know, last year I gave a $25,000 check to honor flight Columbus and I think they Beth, told us it's like eight hundred bucks to send one it's, veteran. It's now a thousand. Oh, a thousand dollars. Yeah, 
Beth just told us last Thursday. Um, so Beth there, oh, thank you. And she means it. It's sincere, right? $70,000 it takes to fly from Columbus to Washington back. Um, so she means it. She didn't, but her sincerity cannot compare to Brian Hartman's, right? Right. What it, what we did for Brian Hartman pales in comparison. Um, we, we don't necessarily, we don't necessarily get to see the direct impact that our funds have on veterans, um, directly. Right. Right. Because we're not we're not there witnessing. We're not seeing where our twenty five thousand dollars going, right? So, it, it, you know, um, John Smith getting off of a plane in Columbus, you know, John Glenn International Airport. I can't point to him and be like, he's part of our twenty five thousand. You know what I mean? The, the these first twenty five people, that's us. We we put, no. You know what I mean? What we did for Brian Hartman that day. Well, I'll say this. When Bryant passed, we went to his memorial. And um, on the table at his memorial was a coin, was our plaque, was the throw, was the letter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that that's, that's how you know. That's the direct... Yes. Um, uh, uh. That's the receipt. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the receipt. You did you did an act. How do how do I know? How do I know this? My my volunteerism helped. That's the pob. That's it. That's the pat on the back. That's it. Because when you showed up, not only was the stuff that you did important to him. It was important to his family, and it was important to his community. That's it. Because what we that that, that in the overall grand scheme of things, that minuscule act yes. of of doing something for somebody, not because you were going to get any benefit out of it, but because it was the right thing to do, yep. turned into the Cumberland Community Event yep. Honor Flight Night, and it was talked about so that you know Tim Cox. Um, you know, he gets with Brian and, and he's like, Hey, you know, some people are calling, coming out here. Uh, Brian's backyard is very spectacular. They have, he has a L shaped, uh, garage. They deem the shack T a shack. And, uh, <clears throat> and it's his bar. It's his brick corner tavern. Right. Right. And uh, and that's where the community comes to fellowship. And and so he he says after we ride there, we're all prepared to leave. He's like, hey, you need to come over to the house. Um, we got some beer can chicken over there, and you know, I'm like, well, I don't fucking pass up a meal. So we go over there, and you know, standing in his yard under a tree where now a big ass garage sits and we have bands in there 
right? At least last year when it was a torrential downpour. Like under this tree, you know, it was, hey, I, I, I want to do something. What what can I do? And we're like, well, I, you know, and we're like, well, it's a, you know, it's a COVID year, da, 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 da. And he's like, well, I don't. I don't have any restrictions. Can we have something here? We're like, yeah. And, you know, again, I pay, I take the tongue in cheek, right? People say, I want to do something, right? Well, again, when the people around me say they want to do something, but they're not doing it, what makes this guy yeah. want to do it? And, um, and then, you know, a couple months later, he's like, hey, you, we going to plan this thing or what? I'm like, Oh, you're for real. <laughs> yeah. And so 5,500 that, you know, 5,500 that year. And then the next year more Then the next year more, you know what I mean? This will be the fourth year. Um, and I will tell you, you know, last year on a bottle of whiskey alone, we got 1500 bucks, uh, donation. We got a $1,500 donation for a bottle of whiskey after I made a stipulation where before we raffle this, before we raffle it, we will drink this bottle of whiskey here. I I got shot glasses. Everybody who wants a shot will take a shot. But we're going to consume this bottle of whiskey right here for Brian Hartman. And, and the significance of the bottle of whiskey was? It was an airborne bottle. There you go. Um, from... Uh, bourbon 30 that I purchased when we were down there during nationals in Louisville. Um, Veteran-owned distillery. Yep, veteran-owned distillery. I did not I did not purchase it for Brian, right? I purchased it for myself, for my collection. Um, but it seemed fitting to me. Um, you know, uh, Bourbon 30 donated a bottle when we were down there. Um, one of their... Um, one of their retail bottles, right? Which it you buy it off shelves for like thirty bucks. Um, they donated that. Cool. Um, the bottle I bought, one hundred twenty-five bucks. Right, a little more expensive, a little better whiskey in there. Um, and all I did was trade the two bottles. Um, asked the chapter, hey, you have a problem with me trading these two bottles? They said no. We took that bottle out to, and then I'm like. Let's take this bottle out to Cumberland, and we'll auction it there. And because that bottle has a connection to that community, it does, right? Um, and like I said before the bid, I said we will drink the bottle there. We did. Um, they, you know, they paid fifteen hundred dollars for a bottle, um, and uh, that started had, out with what three of them bidding. Yeah, three and then of them. They all got together and were like, "Fuck it, let's do it this yeah, way." Yeah, three of them were. Yeah, and one of them was Brian's son, wasn't it? Brian's son, yeah, and uh, which was he was we we um, we consumed the bottle for up but one shot, and we we put the last shot back into the bottle, and that's where it stayed. Um, this year we have an eighty-second airborne bottle. Um, we're going to take down there. We're not going to auction it. Um, we're just going to give it to Brian's wife and, uh, um, you know, as, as our thank you to her. Um, and just a reminder that we're still here. Yeah. Um, that, you know, 
even though Bryant is um, resting eternal easy, um, that we're still here for, and, and we're still a veteran community for her um, as a widow of a veteran. Um, so we're going to give her the 82nd Airborne Bottle from Boundary Oaks Distillery. Um, that, um, But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where um, – Get it, get out there and and volunteer, and because uh, when you do, man, it it fills your heart. And I think, you know, that's a, the other thing that gets me is I, we do all these things that just fills me, fills my heart, yeah. and I'm like, why can't people see this? Why can't people see that? You know, the good we do the. You know, the when messages come down that a veteran needs, you know, some help on his house and, you know, you put a post out and the amount of people that says, yep, I'm there, I'm, I'm ready, I'm, you know, um, we're going to give, um, we're going to give a uh, scooter away to a veteran. Um, we just have to work out the logistics of getting the, the you know, a World War II veteran passed um, and has a brand new scooter. Hey, we're going to give that to someone who needs it, right? So, um, and you know, things of that nature. So, and and that that right there is what what I think boils down to the the simplest thing. If if you need some type of reward to volunteer, the the reward that your heart and your soul get is irreplaceable. It's priceless. That's it. Whether Whatever type of spiritual person you are, I'm a big believer in karma. I'm not really into organized religion. I'm all about that cosmic justice. Yeah. Um, so I try to put as much good karma out in the world as I can, you know, hoping that one day that'll come back and and help me in a time of my need. Um, so yeah, your heart and your spirit will thank you. And if you're one of those people that believe in the pearly gates. You might be at the top of the list if you're out there volunteering all the time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean it's one of those, it's one of those things where you know, yes, the number one veteran in your life you should take care of is you. Yes, but for the last three, four years, if the only veteran you're taking care of is you, come around other people because you might not be doing the best job yourself. Yeah. And because I was there, and. Getting around other people, socializing, you know, helped spark where we are today. So and oh, I, by the way, helping sometimes helping other people helps you as well. Most certain that that you know that was that was my point. So I think we put a bow on that. <laughs> hey, if you're going to volunteer, volunteer. I mean, you actually, you know, have to actually do something. Um, so we have, oh yeah, this year's or this year's this week's installment of fuck that guy. Um, we're gonna go out to um, Paris Island. Paris Island, a senior drill instructor down in Paris Island. Um, while Sean pulls this up real quick, um, and uh, you know, we're all we're all out here, you know, trying to do the best. And if that's your intention and, and shit goes south, then, 
you know, it is what it is. There's, there's intentional accident, unintentional accidents. Um, so, I mean, go ahead, Sean. All right. So we got, we got staff Sergeant Steven Smiley, drill Sergeant, senior drill instructor, United States Marine Corps, Paris Island. He was in charge of a group of privates, uh, platoon of privates when, I think it was June of 21, one of his privates, Private uh, Dalton Beals out of New Jersey, uh, passed away. And um, Sergeant Smiley is being charged with, oh, I'm trying to find the actual charges now. So there's um, there's a thin line right thin line between getting maximizing um the effort your your guys put out and endangering your guys there's a thin line it's it, you know everybody everybody has the i quit in them it's it's a good leader will push their people through through the walls that their bodies are hitting, but you you have to you have to take in account, um, you know you have to look with your eyes and not with your feelings. Yeah. So, uh, Staff Sergeant Stephen Smiley was referred to a general court martial on charges of negligent homicide, cruelty, oppression, or maltreatment of subordinates, and obstruction of justice. So, reading through the articles, it looks like. Um, Private Beals was in the 11th week of his basic training. Uh, they were doing the crucible. It was 90-plus degrees in June uh, there in Paris Island. I guess it was a uh, black flag weather uh, temperature condition. And um, Staff Sergeant Smiley, from reports and accounts, uh, was a, um, and I quote from uh, Private Beals' mother, uh, a self-righteous, egotistical man who wanted his platoon to be the best platoon. All platoon sergeants want their platoon to be the best platoon. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, drill instructor Smiley might have went a little too far. Yeah. Uh, Private Dalton Beals was uh, in a pugil event. When he got done, he was falling down, hallucinating, couldn't breathe, uh, wandered off to get some water. An hour later, they realized that the private was missing. He was found uh, in the woods, unresponsive. Uh, They started CPR, um, but to no avail, uh, the private passed. Um, They did an autopsy. Sergeant Smiley was charged. His trial was supposed to start in April of this year. It was delayed um, for an additional investigation and a second autopsy. The first autopsy said that uh, Private Beals passed because of hyperthermia. The second autopsy that was just done said it was a heart condition. So, um, yeah, the uh, the trial is supposed to start this month. Yeah, um, and and go from there. But, and I get all that. I mean the the. I mean. I think the fuck that guy in this scenario is we can relate that Staff Sergeant Smiley wants his platoon to be the best platoon. Yep. 
but you have a responsibility yes. to look after your guys. Yeah. And, and you know, um, Black Flag, uh, I, I, I'm assuming, you know, it's Category 5 uh, heat index. Yep. That's, that's what we call it in the Army, Cat 5. You get it through a wet bulb. Um, you have it at all your train. You know the wet bulb is at all your training events and in a tradeoc. Um, assignment. I mean, it's it's mandatory. Um, you know, it's it's things like that are dictated down. You know what I mean? And basically, what what the um, what the article reads is, you know, he took it upon himself to do a. Um, you know, pukel fight on this day. Um, and I guess, and I guess Private Beals, you know, he's a big guy. Yep. You know, over six feet, yep. two hundred some pounds. Yeah. Um, they called him Big Deal Beals in the platoon. Right. And uh, he had a lot of pugil fights that day because, well, he was winning yep. and he was whooping ass. Yeah. Um, King of the Mountain. And unfortunately, he. He pushed himself at the direction of the staff sergeant because, let's face it, when you're in basic training, mm-hmm. if you're a good private, there's one person that is God, and that is your drill instructor. Yep. <laughs> and so, you know, he was by all accounts, he was a, he was a he was a good Marine. He was you know excelling well in training. He would have been a benefit to the Marine Corps, um, but his his body gave out. And above all that, so. You know, where the fuck you fuck that guy comes in is you're not supposed to be out there and you lose accountability of Joe for over an hour. Who's a physically, it, it's not like he's five foot tall. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, but you lose right. accountability of Joe for over an hour. Um, you know, and you're not even the one that finds Joe, some right. other dude does. Right. Who, who goes, Again, you know, they, they say in the article that the the buddy the battle buddy system was um, not used, not used uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. So, you know, like I guess at one point they yelled uh, private down or trainee down for a different individual. Right. And one of the privates asked the drill instructor if Beals was OK. This was before they even found him because those privates knew that their buddy was was right. some kind of fucked up and reports are that the drill instructor told the private to shut the fuck up it wasn't his business to go back doing what he was supposed to do well fuck that guy yep so i mean now um he may or may not be the murder rap that you know bills is dead yeah ain't no bringing you know ain't no bringing him back um now your your lawyer might do something to you know, um, get you out of that. Bills was out there doing pugil sticks when it was 95 fucking degrees because you made him do it. Um, and that's where, you know, in there it says, you know, uh, treatment of subordinates. That's, that's, that's what it is. Because it's not a democracy. Yeah. I mean, but as a platoon sergeant and as a, um, stickler for training um and let me tell you we get off mission and we would train 
in Iraq. And people would be like, hey, why is everybody else in the fucking rack or they're playing PlayStation? We're out here doing this bullshit. Because winning or losing on PlayStation ain't going to keep you alive in motherfucking combat. So, um, but it, it was never, you know, it was never um, a punishment type thing it was like we and and i was right there with him and yeah that's that's another thing the article says is that while he's out there you know they're out there sweating their dicks off he's sitting in an air-conditioned vehicle yeah, no yeah no see Lead by the front man no right so um yeah so um with that um he may not be negligent in the homicide but he's definitely negligent in his duties as an nco Oh, mo- yeah, most certainly. So, fuck that guy. That's what we say. Thank you, Dana. And uh, that's what we got for this week. See you next week. We encourage your feedback and want to hear your stories. Hit us up, whiskeywillswounds.com. You'll find links to our social media and email. Remember, everyone deployed around the world, those still missing in action and prisoners of war the homeless veterans in this country, and those veterans lost to suicide each year. Find a reason, not an excuse. Thank you for listening. See you next time.